Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on If Walls Could Talk. I'm your publisher, Jill Bloom. On this episode, your hosts, Hannah Baloli, Associate Editor of Walls and Ceilings, and Editor John Wyatt, talk with today's guest, Cole Johnson, President of Paul Johnson Drywall. Cole talks to our team about upcoming travel plans, what the PJD has been up to, and as an industry veteran, shares his thoughts on what's in store for the industry. It's an honor to spend some time with you today, Cole. And now here's If Walls Could Talk. Good afternoon and welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is John Wyatt with Walls and Ceilings Magazine. And I'm joined by our associate editor, Hannah Baloli. I hope everyone is surviving this new year. And Hannah, good to see you. Today joining us is Cole Johnson. So Cole spoke with us, I believe back in the fall, but um, Cole is of course the president of Paul Johnson Drywall and you're down in Arizona, is that correct, Cole? Uh, yes, sir, that's where I live and that's um, kind of our core market, but we, we are in some other markets and, and doing some uh, active, active in a couple of other markets and, and are doing some M&A activity and some expansion into some other markets in the country, but I do um, our corporate office and my home are, are in Arizona. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for joining us, certainly, and, and welcome. Thanks for taking the time. Before I kick things off to Hannah, just as you're getting into it, Cole, you do have an expansion plan, and so far it's working. So do you want to tell us about that? It's mostly in the Southwest, correct? But you now have left Arizona into other markets, right? Well, we have. We, we expanded into Las Vegas a couple of years ago and, and set up an office there. But we're, um, we're real active into um, e either some people would call it a super regional or some people would call it a national expansion. But right now, vis-a-vis uh, -vis some M&A activity, we are um, entering the Boise market, the Denver market, Salt Lake City, Minneapolis, Atlanta, and Reno. So we're, uh, we're keeping busy right now with those. We, we do have a kind of a whole round two right behind those, but we uh, intend to spend most of 2021 really getting those uh, implemented and grounded uh, before we take the next step. Well, that's certainly ambitious, Sam. We congratulate you. All right, Cole. So like John mentioned, the last time that we chatted was the beginning of September of 2020. So when things were pretty hot and heavy with COVID. Uh, so since then, you've been the cover star of Walls and Ceilings Magazine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that meant uh, to make the cover to the team at Paul Johnson Drywall? Well, interestingly for me and appreciatively for me, we, um, we get a lot of national recognition for what we do. And we get that recognition from the administration, from the different governing bodies, from our customers. And, and when I say that, I'm really talking more about the public home builders. So our customer base is a little broader than that. But the national recognition that I'm really talking about is, is really from, from those three, but I certainly appreciate that, that that external affirmation is really kind of driven and focused a lot on myself. Um, it, obviously the underpinnings out of the business, but with me being the poster boy for that or whatever, I appreciate that I'm, I really kind of uh, the beneficiary of that and, the, and being on the walls and sealing the cover, it was really nice because that affirmation was much more localized and realized by by our staff and by our company and by you know our executive team and our managers and and appreciating that that's a publication that they see and that they look at and that their peers see and look at 
So it was really fun and nice for them as well as me, but it, it really reached a kind of a different audience and both as far as the recipients, but, but also uh, who was commenting on. So that was really nice and, and, and really great for our staff and for you know, all of our team at PJD. Glad we could help with that. So as Hannah mentioned, we spoke in September. So in that five months, since we haven't really spoken much, I take it work and basically entering these new markets has taken up your time. But do you want to give us the official word on, on what you've been up to? Yeah, that, that really is what I've been up to. Just just really fully developing our growth thesis and, and implementing the our expansion and acquisition strategy, um, working with my team to do that. Um, with that said, I, I would clearly be remiss not to talk about we've we've had just great success in our core markets and our core business also. And we have all-time high contract backlog in 2020. We closed the, the year with uh, record sales and record profitability. So it's been a, been a great year and keeping us busy. And uh, as you appreciate, there are some pretty significant constraints in the market, whether it's laborers or materials. So those create some, some different nuances, which I appreciate you know, that we want to talk about here today also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real quick, um, you had mentioned some type of acquisition. So is that the case? Did I understand you right? Have you bought some companies? Oh, I assume competitors or? Yeah, that's correct. We've, we've spent a lot of our time identifying targets. We've had um, some of our best customers helping with that. We've had some of our uh, best distributors and, and our manufacturers facilitating that also just to really build a pipeline. Uh, but also, just, you should probably appreciate the word spreads quickly that we're an active buyer and, and we have some really tight guardrails on what it is that we're looking for and, and what's required from a target. Um, but anyway, there's a pretty significant number of businesses that we've identified and that have reached out to us and that we're either in some form of um, contract negotiations or diligence um, to wrap them in. We, we, to the extent possible, intend to really focus our growth around or through an acquisition strategy. There's some markets that we haven't found that to be the case yet or that to be ideal yet, but, but for the most part, it really is driven through an acquisition strategy. Uh, so, Cole, do you have any travel plans for trade shows or industry events, or are you facing kind of the same situation we are and everything is getting pushed back and pushed back? Yeah, so so I am doing a lot of traveling. Uh, with that said, it's really not focused on the trade shows or the industry events. It's, as you appreciate, the, the large events have all been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's really our business development efforts have been much more individualized to the builders and the targets or really working in the markets that we're looking to serve and continue to serve. So it's just more individualized and more focused our, our travel is right now. When we spoke in September, obviously COVID was a hot topic. So in regards to that, um, what are the impacts you've seen the virus have in your region? And let's address this in three different points here, Cole. Um, the supply chain, material pricing, and safety practices. Appreciating that supply chain and supply chain interruptions are very, very real in, in our industry and, and the rest of the construction industry and really any, any type of commodity type market is that supply chain interruptions are very real. Uh, that's created some very significant pricing pressure, um, upward pricing pressure. So there's been really significant realized and, and even further significant notice material pricing increases. If we looked at just notices on drywall product, on kind of core products, the uh, late 2020 looked at a uh, $10 per thousand increase. Year to date, they've noticed $30 per thousand increases. 
uh, collectively, that's over 20% increase in four months. Um, so very significant. Um, if you, we probably should kind of break those together, but I'm always feel really fortunate, really blessed because PJD, where, where our industry is subject to that and our, our competitors are, we, um, we've been really fortunate to uh, maintain a supply chain that's uninterrupted to really be able to provide our customers with very stable pricing. Um, you know, we always have done annual type level agreements with our manufacturers and distributors and, and that, especially in very volatile times like that, like, or like we're in right now, it's the, the benefit to uh, um, our customers and, and, and more, uh, more selfishly to ourselves is, is really appreciated um, and, and realized we take a really mature approach to purchasing. It's, uh, we don't ever do deal of the day. We always determine who the, who the best manufacturer and distributor is that has a, a shared alignment with us and, and shared common goals with us. And, and then we make big, large, very significant commitments to them. And, and again, in these volatile times where you've got interruptions on both, both pricing and, and on supply, that approach really is, serves as well. Um, that there's different times, it's, it's less important, but right now it shows you why you make those same decisions for the last 50 years. Um, as far as safety practices, um, in, in one way, it's, um, it's, it's really been beneficial to the industry. We, we've spent a lot of the last 10 years um, with a really focused effort on enhancing the safety practices on the various job sites. Um, Paul Johnson Drywall is a recognized leader in that. And we take the lead on safety practices, but we don't always have a really receptive audience. Um, the, you know, there's, a, there's certainly a trend throughout the industry and, and in different market segments, it, it's even more powerful, but it's kind of business as usual. And, and we've done things a certain way for 30 years and really to get change implemented and, and to get best practices implemented, it's been a struggle. COVID has actually helped that because it really did um, some of our customers, our best customers reached out to us immediately, wanted to, you know, to best understand what our operating procedure was going to be. They've asked us to spend time with, um, even, even with some of our competitors, with the other trade contractors. So most of our customers, well, we're virtually all of our good customers and, and our good builders, um, this, as they appreciably, took COVID very, very seriously and, and implemented good practices. Um, we know that's not true throughout the industry. We know there's some, you know, some glaring examples of where that's not the case. And it's true with any safety practice, whether it's COVID, whether it's fall safety, um, anything along that line, or just, you know, just general OSHA 10, OSHA 30 type rules, creating an environment where everyone's paying attention is really what's most important. Um, the, and COVID really brought safety to the light and to uh, do a focus for everyone. Uh, they, you know, they, they realized that, um, you know, that it was a, a life safety issue. They realized that it was a critical component of keeping their businesses and their job sites open. And so really um, kind of all layers of safety uh, have been enhanced uh, post COVID or, or within COVID, I guess I should say because it did get a really nice focus on safety and everyone acting in, uh, in, in a kind of more mature fashion like they should and being sensitive and responsible. And it, it's just became a big focus. It focuses and exclusive to getting the work done or the best price or it's it, mm -hmm. safety made is top of the list now and that's where it should be. 
So Cole, you've been in the industry for a while now. So you've seen the ups and the downs, the adaptations it's taken. Um, so my next question for you is, what do you think is in store for the industry as it pertains to the new administration? Whether this be compliance issues or workers' right issues, what do you see happening? Well, it's, it's, as everyone appreciates, it's been a really exciting time and it's, it's appreciated. You know, just today there was um, uh, some pretty significant outreach, I'll say, through OSHA for a standard for the workplace. Uh, as we, you know, we just talked about, um, you know, the kind of the best, best builders and, and best contractors have, are doing all the right things, but it's not necessarily adopted universally. And, and we certainly appreciate that demand that's been placed in front of OSHA that says, let's put a standard in for the workplace. And, mm -hmm. and that's got a lot of traction today. Um, it's that, that I think that'll happen very near future. Um, you know, our, our compliance and safety standards have always been the mo among the most stringent and mm -hmm. we like to see these being required for others. Right. It really, it levels the playing field. It helps other workers in the industry that they work at a company that maybe doesn't have the same protections that are provided mm -hmm. at PJD. And, and we certainly appreciate that you have some slow adopters and really that some of those slow adopters, it, it needs to be mandated for them to adopt it. They're not going to maybe do it for all the right reasons or for altruistic reasons or even for their workers. So at uh, mm -hmm. some level, the, the mandate is required and we do need uh, that support from, from OSHA and from the administration that we're getting right now. So we're excited to see that. Um, clearly, uh, as, as everyone's aware, we've got Marty Walsh um, in, in Senate confirmation hearings this morning for Secretary of Labor. Mm -hmm. He, um, what everyone doesn't know probably, but should, but is that Marty came from the construction industry, from the labor industry. So mm -hmm. it's going to be nice to, uh, obviously there's some benefits of, of having somebody in that position that understands some of the nuances of construction and, mm -hmm. and some of the labor issues that we deal with within the construction industry. So we're excited about that. That's obviously going to bring a very different focus and different level of attention than we've had in with our prior administration. What is your biggest hope for 2021? So this could be professionally or just how you see the world today. I think we could all hope for improvements right now, but I think, you know, it, I'll, I'll start with the second part of that question. My biggest hope for 2021 is just for some stability and some lucidity with, for the populace and appreciate there's a lot of anxiety out there and, and like to see that, and I'm already seeing signs of that tempering and of that settling. And I'm always, I actually get teased about how optimistic I am, but I think I've got some, some grounds for it and some basis for it right now. So again, just some stability, some lucidity for the populace. Um, you know, more specifically to our industry, I just really hope that our current velocity within our industry continues. Um, we'd obviously like to see some broader overall economic recovery, um, particularly for those people in those industries who've been so hurt by this pandemic and continue to struggle. We're very fortunate, very blessed to be in the construction industry. We didn't have some of the same impact or, or, or certainly not to the same degree that other industries have. And I'd like to see you know, some of that recovery that, that we've benefited from uh, be more broad-based. Um, that So we're all rising together and all, all succeeding together. That's my greatest hope for 2021. So is there anything that you're going to be doing differently this year than you've done in years past, Cole? Well, I don't know that I would say necessarily different, but, but maybe just to enhance levels, um, you know, with the interruption in supply, with the 
even further enhanced constraints on labor. We, ha we have to focus even further on our core customers. Um, we have to focus even further on our, our management, our management systems, as far as you know, additional training, additional enhancement, um, further systems uh, enhancement, but whether that's from a technology-based or, or just um, you know, at a more, at a more product, project type level, but a huge focus on that. Um, but really, as far as just truly different, what's truly different for us is uh, the expansion plans and in the new markets that we've talked about. Um, in some fashion, those aren't that different either because we've got such tight, tight guardrails on what our expansion is. Our expansion really is simply geographic. It's the same customer base. It's the same product type. It's the same distributors. It's the same manufacturers and really the same workforce. It, mm -hmm. So it is... Um, but nevertheless, each each geography or, or geographies have some some nuances, and we get to jump in and figure those out, and 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 really um, kind of share our best practices that that are so recognized in our current market. But uh, to make sure everyone in the workforce understands and appreciates the benefits of working at Paul Johnson Drywall, and and really that the customers recognize and appreciate that. So that's what's new for new for the next year or for 2021 rather. Well, sounds like a lot of great, exciting things happening with you and the company, um, Cole. So again, Walls and Sillings would like to thank you for taking the time to do this again, mm -hmm. as well as and um, working with us for a great cover story in, in January. Absolutely. Thanks again for taking the time. And to all of our listeners out there, stay tuned as Hannah and I will be trying to up our output here on, on interviewing people like Cole. So again, ladies and germs, Cole Johnson with Paul Johnson Drywall out of Arizona. Thanks for taking the time and hope you have a great day. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, John. Thank you so much, Cole, for sharing your thoughts on the industry and taking the time to tell us what your team has been doing over the last few months. Thank you for all of those listeners out there tuning in to hear what they'd say if Walls could talk. I'm your publisher, Jill Bloom. Please stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time.